at Herd with Herd was recorded in front of absolutely no studio audience. But we're still here on a bi-weekly basis talking to the hottest, to the freshest, to the most talented and exciting artists breaking through this year. We're going to be talking about the ups. We're going to be talking about the lows. We're going to be talking about what it takes to be an artist in this day and age. So join me. I am Herd. And let's see who we're talking to this time. Radio voice off. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. Welcome, guys, to Get Heard with Heard with me. My name's Heard. Welcome. Welcome to season one, episode one of Get Heard with Heard. We are right at the beginning of our Netflix binge. We're right at the beginning of our Netflix and chill. Before the clothes have come off, we're still eating our snackettes, our little mini snacks, and we may be sipping on a drink. We are right at the start right at the start just before the good stuff happens (laughs) welcome to the show this show is all about featuring artists who are breaking through this year we're going to be talking to some incredible creators on this season of get heard with heard we're going to be talking about the ups we're going to be talking about the lows we're going to be talking about what it's like to be an artist in this day and age within this wild west situation that is music right now and we're going to be looking at it from the perspective of not just me as an artist because i have loads of opinions but Most of them are terrible and useless and not that constructive. So between my opinions and that of others, perhaps we can paint a picture of what life is like within the parameter of an artist. And if you're an artist listening, maybe you'll be nodding your head saying, yep, yep. And if you're not an artist and you're listening, you may be nodding your head like, yep. Or you might be thinking, these people are crazy regardless profitable thing to do (laughs) profitable thing to do regardless guys look we're going to be starting off this season with an a seasoned professional a seasoned professional an exciting artist who i actually met on their twitch live stream known as quarantine which features lgbtqia plus artists on a weekly basis i was lucky enough to be one of the artists on this twitch stream Quite a hard thing to say quickly three times. Twitch stream, Twitch stream, Twitch. <laughs> Not even going to try that. I did try that and it didn't work. Regardless, Kisos, incredible artist, crafts this kind of moody alt pop that is said to break your heart and heal your soul, which I quite like. What I like about Kisos is the music is super catchy, like super hooky. It's been featured in Billboard Pride, you know, on a lot of Spotify playlists, including Cosmic playlists, Out Now, Discover Weekly. Kisos is someone who is putting a lot out there and putting a lot of good stuff out there and serving the community. So I'm really interested to have a conversation about that aspect and talk about what makes Kisos tick. I want to know what Kisos is on to make all this happen. <laughs> Regardless, let's listen to a little bit of Kisos before we jump in. This is a song called Happily Ever After. I really love this chorus. It's so strong. Let's listen to a bit of this and then we're going to be in conversation with Kisos. Here we go. That was a little bit of key sauce with Happily Ever After. What an absolutely incredible bop. A wonderful track. I really want to get to the bottom of what this relationship was all about. I want to know everything. I'm nosy. I'm like the nosy neighbor who's peering through the curtains, looking out on the street at Kisos and someone else and what's happening there. Anyway, completely distracted. Before we've even started, I'm very thrilled to welcome Kisos to the conversation. Hello, Kisos. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. 
you are so welcome. And and you know what? I never even asked. Am I pronouncing your name right? It is Kisos, right? It's Kisos, but Kisos. I let it slide because uh, different accents say things different because English ways. You yeah. Know? If you taught England, people would not like you calling yourself Kisos. I'm sorry. Like the the, the oh, people that are the very vowel? opinionated. Yeah, because of the vowel. But 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 you know what? You are the artist. I'm gonna start calling you Kisos from now on. <laughs> I, I, I will not. <laughs> I'm not gonna redact it. I'm not no, gonna go back. Good. She's not. She's not going back and redacting. No, but don't. Kisos, Kisos. It does. It, it does sound nice. I was gonna say it's funny you say that because whenever like uh, I meet someone from like England or like there was one time one of my friends got me on this. Um, I forgot the name of the radio station right now, but it was in the UK. Oh, and I think it was like more LGBT focused. Uh. Uh, oh, like uh, like Gaydio there is over there, or I'm trying to think. It wasn't explicitly gay, but I know Andrea De Giovanni was on there a couple times, and Andrea, I can't remember yes. right now. But um, yeah, the person was like, "And this is Happily Ever After" by Kissos, and I was like listening to it live <laughs> with like on my Twitch stream with everyone, and they were all like, "No," but I was also <laughs> like, "Yes," because we were just happy it got played at all. So it's re- regional differences, right? And, and and I think that when it comes down to it, the English language when pronounced by an English person has a really harsh sound to it. It's like kiss ass. It, do, it doesn't, yeah, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't sound very, it's almost like kiss ass. <laughs> like you got to be careful there. Whereas kisos sounds like the, the top of the, the sort of, um, what is it called? Like the top shelf at a bar oh, where you're like, you. I'm going for the good stuff. <laughs> I'm going for the good stuff. I'm, you know what? I'll have a double kisos. I don't know if I'm that classy, but I'll take it. <laughs> but ki- yeah, kisos. I apologize. I, I am, uh, generally bad with names in general but then pronouncing names awful so uh, from now on i vow i solemnly vow that you will be kisos to me as long, and as, if it's, I, <laughs> as, long as it's spelled right i don't care honestly it's fine i mean that's the funny thing when i when i um decided on the name herd i was like is this gonna work out or is it not because it's like h-e-r-d-d um mm. but luckily, luckily had you know or, or when people see my um my logo branding when people see my logo they're like Haru? Who's Haru? Oh, Haru? I don't know if I've seen uh, it, actually. I'm going to sneak a look. The, the, the Ds are a little bit like O's. Um, two questions. One, where does the name come from? What does it mean to you? Or is it one of those kind of like fabricated off the top of your mind magical moments? Um, kind of both. So the reason why it's partially why it's pronounced Kisos is because I'm part Mexican. So, um, well, I guess people have always been like, you're all Mexican. You just have different ethnicities. (laughs) But anyway, you know, I have some, my dad, my father is, uh, Mexican. So, um, I learned Spanish eventually. I didn't actually learn it growing up, but, uh, so the pronunciation of Kisos was supposed to mimic like Spanish. I used to have a little accent over the I. That's the least exciting part of that story though. So apologies. (laughs) The name, please get, get to the good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) The name came from, I made a list of like a hundred things because I used to call myself, um, by my real name, first and last name. And then I was like, I don't want my like info exposed like that if it doesn't have to be. And then I made my name Leo Davis when I was doing more, just Mm. like trying to figure things out. And that came from, I'm a Leo and the city where I like found my voice was Davis, where I went to college in California. Nice. Um, Nice. But then I thought it sounded too like singer songwritery and I wanted to make more like dark moody pop stuff. And I love mononyms, like names that are one word. So I was like, okay, 
let's see what we can do. And I made a list of like 100 names that were, um, I also studied German and I have Armenian heritage as well and all these other mm, things. So wow. I just made lists yeah. of like translated words and all these things. And eventually I picked Kisos because it was, I didn't even necessarily like the name, but I hated it the least and I just wanted to pick something. Now I love it. And it, <laughs> I feel honesty, like it fits. The honesty of it all, like the <laughs> honesty of it all. With, with the, the, the Mexican angle here, I mean, really you could have gone with Kisos with a Q-U, like queso. That's Kisos, true. right? I mean, because to me, the Kisos with a K gives me like Greek vibes. It's true. Like, and I think it, I think Greek. it actually means like kisses in a few languages. But what it actually is, it has nothing to do with an actual word. This was one I kind of like spliced together. Um, and nice. the K-I from it is the elementary school that I went to was K-I Jones. So I took that. And then I mix that with my area code because I'm from the California Bay Area. And in the Bay Area, right. everyone like reps their area code, maybe in other places too. But everyone's like 707, you know, like saying things <laughs> like that. So yeah. uh, my area code is 707. So I took the SOS, like kind of the first letters of those initials and mashed it together. Right. So KI and SOS 707, Kisos. Look at that. I mean, look, I, I asked you the question with a flippant arrogance waiting to oh. hear. Well, I just thought it was cool. No, and and then I got an in-depth, like, I, I'm glad because I would never have uh, never have thought it. You know, you never know with, with people when it comes to the naming. It's like, it's true. You, you really you really get to know someone pretty well when you when you really get to the nitty gritty of it. Um, Kisos. Yeah, it does sound like kisses in Greek because in Spanish, it's besos. Yeah, besos. Yeah. Is that Kisses? Besos. Yeah, my Spanish is appalling. Uh, mi español es muy mal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know I mean, if that even made sense. Either, honestly, but... <laughs> uh, this is funny because then Jeff Bezos, the guy who runs Amazon's name, is Jeff Kisses. That's true. In Spanish. That's it's spelled cute. slightly That's different, cute, but yeah. it is... It, it is because Be yeah, it's true. Bezos, the guy is with a Z. He got Z. that Z. He got that Z. Action. Daddy Z. Um, right. Happily ever after. Now, what, what I like about this is the the brutal honesty of it all, and how close you feel to your personal circumstances when you were going through something like this. Now, the funny thing with songs is some artists don't write from personal experiences. Mm -hmm. I, I, it shocks me. It surprises me. I, I, I've never been able not to. Um, I, I guess I'm inherently egotistical like that, where it's like the world deserves to know exactly what I feel about everything. Mm -hmm. but, but the reality here is it feels very intimate. And I would love to, to, to get a better understanding of, you know, the experiences around it and what you were trying to portray with the song. Yeah. So Happily Ever After is part of a bigger EP that because of all of this stuff has hit some some road bumps and hasn't um, been able to be finished yet. But we're working on finishing it. But it's part of a bigger EP that I wrote after. Uh, I mean, I've been in relationships before, but the relationship that Happily Ever After was like one of those like really hot burning flames where you're just like so in love yep. with someone who's not even right for you, but you're just like obsessed with them. And when you break yep. up, your heart is just exploded, supernova destroyed, shards shooting out of your eyes, <laughs> tears don't stop Relatable. for years. Um, yep. Yeah. So it was just, it was, it was a really, really rough breakup. It was, I would say it was the first time I had my heart broken, which is uh, it's partially true oh, it's hot it's it's yeah because oh okay so you're you're a, you're a multi-heartbreak kind of guy I, I i've here's the thing like usually i'm the one breaking up with someone and my heart is still broken but i think it feels a little bit different versus when you feel like from that position of you weren't the one who was good enough for the other person oh that always Kisos, hurts more Kisos, yeah 
So I do, you know what? I, it's interesting because I, I, I'm going to put out my relationship history here because I yeah. feel comfortable to. You've given me a platform to put my relationship. This is history your platform. On, do on, it on lock. You know. You know what though? You're making me feel so comfortable. <laughs> um, but but anyway, relationship situations like historically speaking, I have been the person to break up with someone else mm-hmm. almost entirely actually um and and i can say that it seems at the time like you're the one in the easy position i i I can't speak to the other element because it's only really happened once and and it was like a heart ripped out kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but i but i do say that you know it's 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 quite tough on both sides for sure Um, so i i find it interesting because in your in your song for example and I don't want to butcher your your lyrics here. I'm just trying to remember them off the top of my head. But there's that uh, your your negativity, my codependency, mm-hmm. and to me, that's like again a very interesting, uh, a, a sort of very relatable relationship statement yeah. that makes sense. Where it's like, I, I think I was the one who was generally quite codependent in some relationships and i was the one who was quite negative in some relationships so in listening you know like in listening to these you know what i'll give you i'll give you the truth one of my relationships i was both (laughs) i was the negative codependent one uh but but codependency is a is a is a a dual dual thing Mm -hmm. you know it's uh it's not mutually exclusive um but 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 in that like I, i find the 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 narrative that you you take here is it's not only personal and poignant but it is super relatable like Mm -hmm. super relatable thank you thank you yeah i think the thing for me with um this song and all of the songs that are coming off of the um ep is i was trying to really just honestly most of the time when i'm writing my stories or like writing my songs it's like it it's more just kind of me trying to make a song, but these were really like yeah. diary entries, which I feel like a lot of people can relate to, you know, writing because they need to, I've never written before because yeah. I needed to, except for in these ones. And I was really trying to reflect and think like, okay, it wasn't all my fault. It was also this person's fault. This person, you know, like also in the song, like I say, I killed myself for you. You killed yourself for me. It's not like this person was completely despondent yeah. and I was in this empty relationship for this long, you know? And I also say, you know, now that we realize what went wrong, can we move on happily? Which some people interpret as like, can we move our separate ways? But I mean, uh, I just needed it to rhyme. So that's why it's unclear. Hold on. I swear there was a there's another there's another sentence within maybe it's the second half of the chorus that says, can we move ourselves along? Nope. Does, is that true? Or did mm-hmm. I make that up in my head? It's oh, my God, head. I made up your song. But I made up your song in my head. Because yeah, it's okay, all okay, about move on me happily. wanting yeah, to get back yeah. with this person. This song. So my EP is based on the five stages of grief. Happily Ever After is the denial stage, which probably makes a lot of sense yeah. now that I say it. Because it's very much like, I refuse to believe that you don't want me. I'm not going to accept this stuff. Like, we had all of this conflict. But now that we know what's wrong, we can make it work, right? Like, you'll figure your stuff out. Oh, you we'll are take so, a week, yeah. We'll take you're a month. Nailing it. And yeah. we'll fall back yeah. in love because I know, like, you're the one for me. And there's no one I've loved more. And you said the same to me. So why why won't it work? Why won't it work? So that's why Denial. I wrote it. Super denial. That is so denial. I actually now now your concept makes yeah. sense to me because you're you, you've nailed denial. I'm I'm interested to see on a musical level what comes out for the other stages of grief. Yeah. Well, we um, do have "He Didn't Want Me Out," which is my most recent single, not including Santa's right. Bussy, which was just for fun. <laughs> um, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want me was the acceptance stage. So I, it's funny because I got like an amazing um, little like magazine write up that I loved the way they said it. They were like, you know, he Kisos has two songs about breakups out, but they're so different. So I'm interested to see how 
this whole EP, each song is going to be about a breakup, but each song is going to sound very different because it's attached to a different specific emotion. So I'm really of excited course, for a different stage. Yeah. yeah. A different stage of the release of yeah, it. Yeah. And it was written um, like pretty much in real time. It, and this wasn't planned on purpose. I wasn't like, I'm going to write a concept album. <laughs> you know, it was like, oh my God, I'm in denial. I'm so blah, blah, blah. And then I got mad and I wrote like this diss track. And then I got sad that I wasn't good enough. And then I accepted that it wasn't that I wasn't good enough. He just didn't want me, which is why that song title is so blunt. Um, so it really comes full circle. Which is very, very blunt. Yeah. No, it does. And, 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 and I'm, I, yeah, I'm not going to throw you under the bus and make a humorous statement Feel that, free. that, that, no, that I... makes you, well, I mean, you know what, like they, they make that joke about Taylor Swift, right? She gets oh, into mm-hmm. relationships and then breaks them up on purpose mm. so that she can write oh, about yeah, it. Oh yeah, 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 um, no. This, 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 this isn't you, this isn't you. Not yet, um, not this album. <laughs> but, but I do like that because, you know, I, I find that on a songwriting level myself that when I go out of my way to just make music, which is most days, I I write average to bad music, Mm -hmm. but, but I'm always there at my table, you know, fiddling with electronics, playing guitar when something comes along that really does need to be expressed. Mm -hmm. And I think it's almost like that. It's, it's the recipe for luck, the classic recipe for luck. It's preparation and opportunity. Luckily you were prepared musically for the opportunity of this horrendous breakup that allowed you to create this magnificent body of work of which we've only seen a small fraction. Yeah. I, I like in the in the song how you also call out the killing yourself for someone while they're killing themselves mm-hmm. for you. Um, because that in itself is the sign of an unhealthy relationship. Yep. No offense. No, it was no it was <laughs> no it offense. was very much uh it was unhealthy. We we did both love each other very much, but the person I don't even know what it was. Like we were really good friends. And we loved each other, yeah. but when it came to like romance and needs of a romantic relationship, they were not being met either way. And we were both kind of, of spiraling out of control in opposite directions, getting farther and farther apart. So it just wasn't... Which which happens. Which happens. It does. I, you know what I, I, I say to people, and this is putting my... I'm going I'm to put my metaphorical coaching hat Do on it. for a second. Um, you know what I say to people is, your default with someone is love. That's your default. And for some people, you love them when you're penetrating them or being penetrated by them. That's good. That's a type of love. Some people you love in your immediate capacity, but you will never do anything physically stimulating with them. Some people you love within a a, a pretty, pretty far away capacity. And that's how you love them. And some people you love them by never, ever seeing them again, Mm -hmm. (laughs) never talking to them again, completely ignoring they exist. The bottom line here is you just have to refine that love. So my, my last relationship, we had a very, very good, strong romantic relationship for quite some time. And then towards the end, it just wasn't clicking anymore. And both of us tried. We tried for months yeah. to fix this thing. And we realized, we just realized what went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've now got your your song lyrics in my mm-hmm. head. Um, and we moved on happily. Now, this wasn't entirely happily uh, for the first first while. For a hot minute, it was pretty rough. But the, but, but we are now really, really close friends. Yeah. And it was like the, the, the love just changed. Mm-hmm. It just changed from one thing to another. So, so the final question on the happily ever after saga is, do you still talk to this person? Like, what's the relationship like now? Is it like no more contact or is it still close? Or am I triggering you by asking no, you're that? Not, this is, this <laughs> like, is, believe me, this is an old relationship at this point. Honestly, these songs are almost okay, like good. three years old at this point. Like they've taken so long to okay, get out yeah, just because yeah. I... On, I had a lot going on when we broke up too. It just like other like personal things came up. Like I got a big surgery and then I started dating someone new and then there was just a lot of life changes. So it's been a long time. Um, 
<laughs> it's it's been a while. It's been a long journey. A I, I posted the other day. This is kind of a hint to our communication status, but I posted the other day, and by other day, I mean maybe like a month or two ago. I was like, I'm so sorry to my. <laughs> I kind of like sub posted. I was like, I'm so sorry to my ex for like dragging this relation, this breakup out for three years. The music will be out soon. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. We have we, right. we communicate a little bit. I. Uh, after we first broke up, things got, and you'll hear this on the EP, things got a little bit messy because right. um, there was someone who, he wasn't cheating on me, at least as far as I know, and I do trust okay, him. I yeah. don't think he was. Um, but there was someone he got with very quickly that we had met very much at the end of our relationship. I think this person may right. have uh, you know, made my ex realize, hey, I'm not having certain feelings for Kisos anymore that I'm feeling for this new mm. person who's just mm. a friend right now. So I think that was kind of an impetus for us to finally break up. And then they got together. I don't know if they're still together, right. but they've been to, they were together for a while at the very least. Um, That's tough. It's tough. So, it is tough. Yeah. I mean, we, I, I really did want to be friends, but I knew it wasn't right for me. So it, it took me a lot of, uh, I started going to therapy to like get over this. I actually started going to therapy the week before we broke up and I was like, oh my God, we just wow. had the best weekend of our lives. It was so fun. Like we've had a lot of troubles, but it was such a good weekend. And it was, it was pride weekend and it was oh, so fun. Kisos. Good Lord. But good and then Lord. the next weekend, I feel I, like I just want to give you a hug. I know this is, I, I, know, I know this is like three years old, but still I I'm in there in the no, moment yeah, right now. No. I'm like, poor little Kisos, what's happening? Oh, no. I feel you. Um, I, I can put myself back in yeah, the moment very much. Like, I, I'm a very feely person. Um, yeah, me too. But, me yeah, too. and then I went into therapy yeah. the next week, and she was like, how are you? And I'm like, not okay. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God, what happened? You just said you were, like, doing amazing. I'm like, I know. I guess we weren't. Um, I guess it was all fake. I'm. Uh, yeah, no, I, I understand that. You know, and, and, and I like that um, you've been able to translate this feely person thing into your music in an effective way. Thank you. But at the same time, it can be quite hard to inject something that is fundamentally personal into what is essentially like, a, I, I don't know if I classify as like alt pop, maybe. This one's definitely my most top 40 for sure. It has that vibe, right? So it's got that that hit quality, which is why for the record, it's doing so wonderfully on Spotify. It's got the yeah. the playlists backing it because it has that that top 40 vibe. But you've maintained that that personal touch, you know, kind of like a Lord would do, you know, that kind of music where it's mm. it's infinitely I'll personal. I'll take that comparison. Um, which I, which yeah. I really respect as someone who who feels compelled to use language in songwriting that just is not relatable at all. <laughs> so to me, it's yeah. like, I, I, I always respect that. No, I feel that actually all of my previous music is called like one of my songs is called Deatomize. And it's about like, wanting to disintegrate and this i use words like supernova and all of these things right. and stuff like that and then i was like you know what let's i i did specifically like you know i wrote happily ever after originally on um guitar like after i went out this breakup i had started learning guitar but after the breakup i was like okay let me at least throw myself into something productive on top of crying all the time right so let me learn guitar I started playing and like figuring out chords and I played it originally as like a slow ballad. And then I was like, heck no, this is like a good melody. Like we're going to speed this up. I'm going to find a producer. Yeah. We're going to use my life savings. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So, so relatable, like so relatable. I mean, the, the funny thing is, is I, I live a very minimalist lifestyle. Like I can probably carry what I own on my back uh, around mm -hmm. the world, like some sort of uh, tall bearded tramp but the reality here is that. like the, the 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 money that i have that i do work pretty hard to to, to claim 
always goes to music, like always goes to music. And it is expensive. Like it is an expensive is. craft. All my other stuff is um, DIY too. He didn't want me. I worked with a friend on like a co-producer who's working on me, working on the EP with me just because I get bored in the mixing stage and they're really good at like mixing and doing those things. But nice. My first EP, Voices, came out in 2018, and it's all completely just done by me. And there we go. And, and I, I relate to that, too. I mean, the amount of music that I recorded on my, uh, my old old setup with Logic, and then uh, before before mm-hmm. that, it was uh, Audacity, um, yes. which was just... Uh, we oh, all go through that Audacity phase. We all go through phase. the Audacity phase. Uh, and, 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 and Reaper, did you ever use Reaper? I did not. No, I didn't. That's weird. Why did I, Reaper did like, I not know that? It's... It's very, very basic. It's like Audacity, but you can use MIDI. I mean, you can, don't get me wrong, you can do a lot of complex stuff in there. But for me, right. it was kind of like Audacity 2.0. Audacity like that's what 2.0. I recorded the. F- I like yeah. that. But I, I went from Audacity. I mean, that's very reductive. No, it, it is. It is. A, you know, that, very good. It's, a, it's an incredible product. Um, I'm not sponsored, hashtag not sponsored by those those guys but they're incredible and we do not want to reduce them in any way um but i actually leapt from audacity to fruity loops which i don't know if you ever okay, came I've heard across. Of that, oh, okay. i never yeah. used it yeah. yeah it was more for electronic music i've always been um a big big fan of you know the the big edm sort of vibes mm-hmm. and and i have so many fond memories of going to places things like tomorrowland in uh, in belgium mm-hmm. and, and all those things so for me the leap to fruity loops made sense were you ever in uh, in a band style project because one thing a lot of people don't know about me is i used to be in a sort of like alternative metal band and i was actually screaming my vocals back then you know like kind of vocals um my god love that don't know if you don't know if you ever sort of segued into that kind of music or have you always been more of a i actually grew up my first love was destiny's child and then after that it was like motion city soundtrack may yeah. Um, Mayday Parade, like a lot oh, of like yeah, pop yeah. punk emo stuff, like more on the indie-ish Love side. Those guys. Not that they're indie, but, you know, what you would classify kind of as indie. So I actually grew up with a ton of like alt rock and like pop punk stuff. And um, yeah, I feel like that definitely. Oh, and Barcelona, they're like a smaller, but oh my God, they're so good. I need to look um, them up. The lead singer has now become Simmel, S-Y-M-L. You might S-Y-M-L. Have heard S-Y-M-L. Yeah, that seems familiar, actually. Where have I seen that um, before? Maybe on Spotify. He He's... he's blowing up he has like sync deal like his music's on everywhere because it's like this amazing like slow sad just perfect soundtrack for like tv shows and stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah um but yeah i i grew up with a lot of those type of music because my sister was very like anti-pop and anti-radio and she's like you're listening to the radio <laughs> so Ew. she would like shame me for like liking <laughs> you know a pop song or something right um yeah and like our lady peace uh muse like a lot oh, of people I love, that oh, come on, muse, kind of became though. bigger muse but, were amazing gotta give muse some credit yeah. like, actually i saw those guys live they were really good um, I would love to see them live. That, but then in high iconic. school, once I got my own car and I got a radio, I turned more to like R&B and soul. And Amazing. Um, then I joined a gospel choir in college. So I really more went down that route. And I like my favorite artist, artist, <laughs> my favorite artist of all time is Jasmine Sullivan. Okay. She's yeah. My, I see. I see that. Muse. I see that. That makes sense. Your, fa- your favorite aardvark artist that's what an artivist yes. is just in case you're wondering <laughs> is it this is animal crossing coming out in my sort of like 
Love that. general oh day God. to day. It's, it's it's just a sort of closet obsession in the back of my mind. Um, but apparently, no, of course. It's, it's, I'm, I'm so jealous. I've been vicariously <laughs> living through people on Twitch That's and it. just like watching them, just watching them live gift their life. animals shirts and stuff. You know, and like catch a wasp. That's it. I, you know what? That's the thing. That's the thing that people are doing right now. And and I'm one of those people. I have become a sheep. Um, but the reality is, I, I totally re- recognize that uh, influence musically with you, actually which I quite like. Thank you. This is something that I find fascinating with artists is, is their legacy of music, like what came before mm-hmm. and, and how they ended up here. Like the, the song that I just put out, Dysme, is essentially kind of influenced mostly by the art pop era Lady Gaga, like a track like Aura. But the vocals are quite influenced by my old pop punk sort of like back in the yeah, day I was gonna say uh, it, you, you know what I mean it's a little more like aggressive in the vocals not in a bad way at of course all, but yeah but it's got sure. that aggression I like the dichotomy and then and then there's a little bit of just rap right for the verses which definitely comes mm-hmm. from the the sort of uh, the, the rap background I have and, and that, that is entirely why as as an artist, I am a bit of a puzzle um, when it comes to playlists. Right. It's, it's funny because I, I reached out to quite a lot of playlists and, and the feedback is either usually that it's a bit too pop for the EDM. It's a bit too EDM for the pop. It's a bit too rap for the pop and it's a bit too pop for the rap, um, which I don't yep. mind. I mean, I'm, I'm OK with that. Uh, I think it's uh, it's always been a, a bit of um, a challenge for me to, to try and create something that wasn't what I wanted to make. And I've never been able to do that. I'm like, I take my idea and I'm like, this is how I want it to be. And then a producer's like, well, what if we just made it a bit more like this? I'm like, no. <laughs> so it's, 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 no, it's I don't know what it is. It's maybe just arrogance, but it, but it, but it's also the product of pulling out something. And I, I don't know if you find it the same, but I kind of hear my song in, in my heart sounds so corny, but like I kind of hear my song in my heart before it comes out. And, and as of I course. birth it, it's like, I, I want to birth something that is as close to what my heart has, has expressed to me. Um, right. and then, and if I, I tinker it with it too much and bring it into something else, it feels like I've, I don't even know, like disrespected my heart in some capacity. Um, no, I know what you mean. Like even with, um, happily ever after, like I absolutely love the producer I worked with. His name is Kyle Patrick. Hi, Kyle. I know you're not listening. Hi, but Kyle. I anyway. Hi. Um, <laughs> he, um, he's such a nice person. Um, amazing, amazing producer. So amazing to work mm. with. Um, and you know, we made this great track, but at the end I was like, you know, I was crying literally from how beautiful it was, but I also had a part of me like, Hmm, should I have fought to like keep a little more quirkiness in there or like do right. this? Cause it feels a little bit disconnected from me, but I think that can just be what happens when you really force yourself to make commercial pop. And that's not who you are as an artist. Well, so I'm like, it. I'm going to make yeah. my music. And then once in a while we'll do like a little pop song for the fans. Cause obviously everyone's like, when are you going to make something else like happily ever after? When are you gonna? <laughs> and I'm like, maybe never. Yeah. So if you don't like my other music, you know, deal with it. Just just keep streaming. <laughs> because I do fundamentally agree with you. I, I think there was a time when I was starting my creative journey where I, I sort of had that, if I'm not 
Lady Gaga proportioned, not physically, uh, sort of career wise. <laughs> if I don't have with... her hip to waist ratio, <laughs> and if her I don't go size, <laughs> exactly. If I don't become an, an Italian in the next six months, if, if I don't go from <gasps> six foot four to five foot two, then then this is it. I'm over. No, but it, but in a career sense, right? If I if I don't if I don't even show the promise of that within the next two years, why would I even bother? Like that that was something I had to fight with at the start. But the more that I've lent into the process, the more that I've realized that the only person who really needs to love my music is me. And, mm-hmm. and if anyone else loves my music beyond that, it's just a gift. And the fact that I'm even able to make music and to, to find a way to fund my career and to find a way to connect with artists like yourself and to be part of a community, that in itself is a gift too. You know, mm-hmm. Every day when we wake up, it's not promised. We're not promised another day. I think most of us forget that. And if you can wake up, good for you, because you wake up and you can do more of what you love and you can do more for the people you love and you can give more of yourself through your art and and through other means. Yeah. I mean, I definitely want money, too, but I don't I don't want (laughs) I don't want to be like this superstar because at first, not that I want to be a superstar, but I think I was a little more clout chasey when I first started out because you know you just see that as kind of the only path and then as you grow and you see people go viral around you and stuff you're like that's actually not there's a lot of negatives to it like i don't want all of these random people commenting on my things that i don't know and don't support me i don't want to be in the public eye like that i was talking with a friend the other day about beyonce and i was like you know what maybe this is slightly like a controversial opinion or whatever but she probably doesn't have a happy life because she has I mean, sacrificed I mean, her yeah. life for the art. Everything y- she does yeah. is for her yeah. craft. And she cannot ever live a normal life. Yeah, she's rich. Yeah, she's famous. Um, and I th- hope that uh, she's happy with everything. But at the same time, I'm just like, she, like, it's it's hard to, to it's have hard. done that. It's hard. Oh, it's, it's so hard. hard. You've, you've given up a lot. Exactly. And if you watch that, uh, that Five Foot Two documentary, um I, I believe it was on netflix i'm not sure the gaga one you can see just mm-hmm. how hard it is you're like geez that that is hard yeah, I work and on a mental interested. level like you know like it's it's tricky um and it's almost to say you can have that happy medium you can exist in the gray area where you're not this massive transcendent figure because the thing is as soon as you become a household name you stop being seen as yourself you start being seen as a brand that's also and true. And, and, and and if you're not known at all you have so much flexibility with what you can do that you can just do what you love do Mm -hmm. what you want but why about why not aim for that gray area where you find yourself funding your funding yourself successfully you know oh that's where we're aiming because we want some money we want respect we want money we want cool collabs with cool people i just don't want to be stopped every 10 seconds on the street and like mobbed and whatever but i don't work hard enough for it. that to be the case anyway <laughs> not that i don't <laughs> work hard but like no, you, you know do. some of these you people do. literally do work like 20 hours a day and they've been doing it since they were like seven so well this is this is it and and it's a choice and i think the grass always seems greener on the other side but when it comes down to it we we, we create our own happiness in life we are we're yeah. the sources of our own joy and you don't need anything for that i think a lot of people think you do but you really don't need anything. And, and if you stick something in your future that says, you know, at this point, I will be joyful and I will find joy. What you're really doing is just delaying your gratification in life to mm-hmm. some arbitrary point in the future. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I respect that because, 
you know, it sounds like you found a place to just be happy and peaceful and joyful with, with who you are. And, and not always, you know, we have rough times, we have right. difficult situations, we have our meltdowns. Um, but, but by and large, there's not this delaying of happiness to a point that may never come. It's like, I'm just going to focus on what I love, who I love, what I love to do. And, I, and I'm going to do that. And that's something I really respect about quarantine, for example, is you can really tell that you're just kind of there to uplift other people, to have a really good time, to spread a good message. Uh, to me, that may be a good example of your philosophy here. Yeah, quarantine has been such a fun thing. So originally, Corey Stewart wanted mm. to start an LGBT tour, and he asked me to um, just if I asked if I wanted to help him plan it. So we were planning that for this fall, but, you know, now Obvious things reasons, are probably yeah. not going to happen. We were like about <laughs> to announce things and like start hitting up brand sponsors. And then we we're like, Oop, maybe not. Um, yeah, exactly. So kind of as a thing, Corey was like, maybe we can do something online. And I was like, hmm, I have been wanting to start a show for a little bit. That's not necessarily a tour, but, um, but it's I kind of want to do like a TRL type of thing, which is funny that then people were like, yeah, it's like gay TRL. Love that. Um, LGBT <laughs> yeah. TRL. The LGBT full spectrum. QIA plus QIA plus TRL. <laughs> we got this full spectrum represented. Um, but yeah, no, that's been it's been so fun. And especially because my music has, you know, hit a roadblock in getting finished in a in a manner as quick as I would like. So yep. it's been nice for me to still have something that I feel like I can bring to people and share with people. And it's funny because so anyone who doesn't know what quarantine is, we kind of just jumped mm, into it. Mm, it is an LGBTQIA plus music video showcase that I host on Twitch on Sundays every every Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And right. um, I have a co-host and we show like 12, 13 videos. We showed Heard uh, last. Yeah, weekend. it was a great time. It was a great time. I, I, You know what? It was funny because it was a moment when it it was kind of like there and i was like wow this is new for me i'm here with a live chat on someone else's thing that isn't mine <laughs> and i was yep. sitting there like watching yourself and watching people react to yourself live I, actually i'll be honest with you i looked at the video in completely different light and actually i cut myself a lot more slack than i used to with the video i was looking at it i was like you know what this is a good video why yeah. why have i been so negative about myself all this time like there were some negative elements to the way i looked at the video oh of course. um but looking back you you know, this this whole experience actually quite helped me to pull out the extract the core that I'd initially tried to implant in it and find a little bit more of the the the, the piece from the, you know, the product that was created. And it, it's a piece that comes from realizing that maybe you did achieve some of what you were aiming to achieve. Oh, for um, sure. I mean, your video was a definite hit. So, well, thank you. Thank you. you. Can be I do proud. appreciate that. Even though pride is a deadly sin, you can be proud. I, I, I am already going to be burning, so um, I wouldn't worry too much about that. <laughs> There's a, a hundred other reasons I'm burning. So, um, But no, so like qu quarantine is definitely worth checking out. Um, I would also just like to shout out Corey Stewart for, for, for a minute there. Gotta love Corey. Um, I actually had a good coffee with Corey uh, a while ago. Great to catch up. Nice, nice fellow. Nice fellow um but you know what I, I could infinitely conversate with you and and i believe that that is something that i would like to do moving forwards at other interims perhaps recorded perhaps not um but for today i uh, we are finding ourselves at the end of our allocated time of course and i would love to first thank you for coming on the show thank you again for having me on what where, where can people find you 
And how would you like people to connect with you? You can find me on social media at at it's Kisos, I-T-S-K-I-S-O-S. Um, I stream on Twitch multiple times a week. We do quarantine every Sunday. I have a new EP called Sweet Nothings mm. coming out soon based on the five stages of grief. And um, yeah, if you want to, I run a playlist as well every week. So if you're an artist that just wants to make more friends or um, use me for clout, feel free. Um, and, and, and go and check out Quarantine, guys, because it is on point. I, I'm a, a secret listener sometimes, and sometimes I'm out there in the chat. So you will probably find us both at the latest and greatest Quarantine episode. So be sure to check that out as well. Once again... Thank you so much, Kisos. Thank you. Take care, guys. We'll be uh, chatting to another artist in the next episode. And ah, before we get into that, let's listen to a little bit more of Happily Ever After. And I will see you guys next time. See you later, Kisos. Bye. It's haunting my dreams. Why isn't it me? It's fucked up. But you're my motivation. 